Hey guys, this is Susie Potter Mori. And Justin. And we're here uh, doing our first episode, or I guess our first. The first official, first book. Exactly, yeah, our first official episode of Say Hello to Your Friends. And we are going to be covering book number one, the one that started it all, which is Christy's Great Idea. And Justin, I'm not sure if um, I've told you this before. But when the series was originally published, it was only meant to be these first four books that we're reading. That was kind of the idea. Did you know that? Uh, only because you told me that before. I've told you that before. Okay. Well, I'm trying to educate our listeners as well. But I bet they, they probably already know if they're listening to this podcast. Well, and it was four because, as we find out in this book, the main characters, there's four main characters uh, the who... Uh, make up the Babysitter's Club. Um, so we got Christy Thomas, and this book is from her point of view. Mm-hmm. And as you'll see as you go through them, uh, each book is always told from the perspective of the girl in the title. Right, yeah. So it'll be like, you know, Claudia's and the crazy spider monkeys. I don't know. But, right. But, so that would be from Claudia's perspective or whatever. So whoever's name is in the title... That's the point of view we're looking at. And the, um, the actual exception to that, which you'll see eventually, is the super specials, which are told from different perspectives throughout, like the perspective shifts throughout the book. And those are really interesting because you don't just get the girls. You also sometimes get the charges and people they meet, which are kind of fun. I read one today, not for the podcast, just for fun. Well, I don't know. Anyway, so we've, but we've got we've got Christy. We have Mary Ann, is it Spear or Spire? Um, they do say in one book that it, it rhymes with crier. Oh, so um, it'd be spire. But, I, wait, no, I'm wrong. They say it doesn't rhyme with crier. Oh, so spear. It is spear, but because I've always read it as spire, I just kind of think spire in my head. So I, I, I do say it's spire, S-P-I-E-R. even though. S-P-I-E-R. To me, that's spire. That's wrong, the wrong pronunciation. I actually was saying spear in my head. Well, so. you're right. Uh, anyway. There are other names I pronounce wrong, too. Wait until we get to Ginny Prezizzo. Like, I just refuse to say it. I say it the way I read it as a kid. Can't help yeah. myself. Oh, and um, Schaefer. Uh, well, Don's not here yet, so don't worry yeah. about it. Uh, there's also Claudia Kishi and Stacy McGill. Right. So I'll say for me, um, it had been a while since I'd read this first book. Gosh, I don't even know. Several years. Um, for me, opening it up, it felt a little like opening the Bible. It was just such a reverent like experience. And I was really excited to kind of dive in and read it again. It had been so long. Uh, what were you thinking when you first started? I was thinking, uh, <laughs> I don't even know. I was I was thinking, let's let's see what I'm getting into for the next uh, however many weeks, <laughs> years, years, yeah. Um, so well, we'll get right into it. The um, the the whole thing takes place. There's going to be a lot of exposition in this episode because obviously this is the first book we're just being introduced to everybody and the settings and all of that. So um, the setting is Stony Brook, Connecticut. Not a real place. Not Very sad place. when I found that out. No, but we do find out um, because uh, Christie's mom, we find out in this book, works in Stamford, Connecticut. Uh, so we can assume that Stony Brook is a suburb because she obviously commutes 
to and from work. So Stony Brook is in the Stamford, Connecticut area somewhere. Then, fun fact, Justin and I recently went and saw a taping of the Jerry Springer show, soon to be defunct. That's what uh, Stamford is known for. Right, the Jerry and Mari Povich, right? However, I, I do <laughs> not believe that Christy's mom worked for the Jerry Springer she show. She might have. Although it, is, it does not say. Well, so. actually, like, back in the day, that used to be filmed somewhere else. Chicago, actually. Oh, yeah, you're right. So it wouldn't have, right. wouldn't have happened, but fun thing to think about. And it was a very fun experience. I'd like to tell you all to go out and have it, but you Too can't late. anymore. Sorry, Miss Boat. Uh, but our, uh, our our protagonist is uh, beginning the seventh grade. This is at the beginning of the school year. Um, they all just started. They're 12. Yeah. And I always forget how young they are because when I first read these books, I was nine. So I was thinking, I can't wait till I'm their age. And now I'm like 32. Yeah. yeah. They're, yeah. I'm Carol's age. You'll meet her later. Um, so, of course, we meet Christy, who describes herself as impulsive, which basically just means she doesn't have very good control of her mouth, and that gets her in trouble right from the beginning. Ah, the decorum incident, right? So, um, she, basically, the air conditioning is, like, broken in the school. It sounds miserable. Anna Martin does a really good job of describing it. No, and I totally get where she's coming from, because for a long time, where I grew up in Missouri, uh... We did not have air conditioning in our schools, and the beginning of the school year and the end of the school year were horribly hot. Yeah, now you're in North Carolina. We don't play that. So, I would be cranky just like she was. Right. Well, she, I guess she jumps up when the bell rings, and what, she says, like, yay, or something. Yeah, she's very happy to get the heck out of there. Not anything to have to do with, like... School, it's just the fact that it's so hot and she wants to get out of there. Right, well, this P.O. is her teacher, right? Yeah. And so he tells her that she needs to learn about decorum, and he asks her to, like, write an essay on it. Um, so, great um, example of what a wonderful vocabulary teacher this uh, book is, right? I'd never heard that word, decorum. I didn't know what it meant. I was nine, right? I asked my mom. She didn't know. Much like Chrissy, I looked it up in the dictionary, right? So good job, Ann and Martin. You taught me something. You taught me a lot, but that's one of the first things. Well, and the assignment is that the essay has to be 100 words. Right. Kind of funny. Which is really funny. And I actually really like to, like, um, even though Chrissy doesn't really know what the word means, she keeps saying things like, this is probably not very good decorum, right? And she actually gets it right. Like, Yeah, you can tell that, like, she she understands basically what the word means just because of how, you know, what he... She knew what she did. Right. She knew why he was mad. Good so use she, of context clues. Exactly, so... But I like, too, because I think it's one of our first kind of... Um, one of the first times we get to see... It, jab, jab, Christy's kind of smart, right? It's right. like, and I think it's a really good testament to Ann and Martin's, like, uh, subtlety, right? Yeah. Like, she lets us know through what happens that Christy is an intelligent girl. So she looks it up. She finds out, basically, it means that she was rude. And, and immediately, I think we're supposed to like her, right? Because she's smart. She's impulsive. She's, I don't actually like Christy. I'm not a big Christy fan. How are you feeling so far? Um, well, from this book, I actually have a good impression of her. Yeah, I think she gets worse, but... <laughs> well, it, well, and it kind of started with, uh, once she realizes that she was rude, she feels bad about it. Like, right. she didn't mean to be rude, she wasn't trying to be a jerk to the teacher, but that's just how it kind of came off, so... Um, but before she can write the, um, the essay, she gets home... Oh, well, first she runs home with her friend Marianne. This is where we first meet Marianne, and we find out that she's uh, Chrissy's best friend, their neighbors. 
Um, she wears little braids. Yeah, she's uh, quiet and shy around most people, but she's fun around her friends. Um, and, like, very bluntly, Christy just tells us that she's an only child. Her mom's dead. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they do just kind of come out with it. But I really like that because I do think that, that that's how kids, like, process things, right? right. Like, yeah. they just... What what is she gonna say about? It? She's not gonna like unpack all these emotions. She's just gonna tell us like yeah. her mom did, and that's also a fact that they've lived with for a long time. Because Marianne's yeah. mom died when she was a baby. Um, her mom's name was Alma. I don't even know if the book says that. Wow, oh, no, it didn't. I didn't even know that I knew that. Wow, nice. got all this knowledge in there. Um, we get to find out more about her in, in later books, but um, yeah, I, I think that's just really honest and the way yeah. that a kid would tell that. And plus, that is just a fact in their in their lives. And Christy also points out uh, that Marianne's father is very strict, which comes up several Good times. Good old Richard. Yes. Uh, so they get home to Christie's, and um, her little brother, David Michael, is waiting on the porch crying because he has forgotten his key. He's oh six. Oh, my God, yeah. And um, the deal is that uh, Christy has two older brothers. They each have to watch David Michael one day out of the week. The other two days are, are covered by... Kathy, a good girl. So unreliable. Yeah, that comes over to babysit. But she's the impetus for the club eventually. Kathy gets paid. The siblings do not. But we should back up a little bit and talk about... So they're just latchkey kids. Totally normal thing. And I've always found it a little pathetic that David Michael's, like, sitting outside crying because he can't find his key. Yeah, like... outside for five minutes, wine, wine. Right, because I was a latchkey kid, and if I beat my brother home, and he... Well, I mean... I normally did have my key, but if I hadn't, I would just play outside or something. Yeah, like, like you know? get a life, David Michael. Come I on. Like, I, I would have actually probably thought it was cool. Yeah. You know, to be by myself. But yeah. what, you know, he is, he's sick. He's so. a big baby. And that's like kindergarten, right? So, I mean, you know. Still, grow up, David Michael. Come on. Anyway, so, uh, although I did, I did note that, you know, nowadays... This would totally, like, somebody would call it. Yeah, I don't even think you can be a latchkey kid anymore. No, I I think it, until you're, like, in your teenagers, uh, until you're a teenager at least, it's... Yeah, I don't even know if a 12-year-old is allowed to babysit. I honestly don't know anyone. Yeah. yeah, Like, I feel, if somebody saw a six-year-old sitting on his porch crying now, like... they call him the police, police. yeah. (laughs) But anyway, this is the 80s. These are different times. Right. Um, uh... So Christy, through through introducing us to David Michael and their babysitting arrangement, uh, we find out that she and Marianne are really good with kids, and they get lots of babysitting jobs like through the neighborhood. Um, nothing organized like what happens later, uh, but a lot of people in the neighborhood and in neighborhoods close by call them uh, fairly often for different babysitting jobs on the in the afternoons and on uh, weekends. Uh, we also get to hear about Claudia for the first time. She lives across the street from them, and she also is one that gets calls for babysitting jobs. Yeah, and I think it's so funny because when Christy mentions her, um, she mentions that, like, she's not a close friend. Yeah. Which is so funny because, as you'll see later, like, the girls all become, like, besties for life. But she does, like, say that about Claudia, and that kind of breaks my heart a little bit. But I'm happy that, like, later it turns out yeah, differently. Yeah, well, I think they explain it. Well, part of the reason that she doesn't feel that they're as close is because they view Claudia, when I say they, Christy and Marianne, view Claudia as being much more grown up than they are. Like, they're the same age, 
but Claudia, um, she, you know, she's an artist, uh, she reads mysteries, uh, and the big thing that makes her seem more grown up is that she likes boys. Yeah, she really is into boys, and Christy does not understand this at all, like mm. at all. Um, there is a lot of speculation in the fandom. I don't know if you know this or not. Probably not. Um, there's a lot of speculation that Christy is a lesbian. Yeah, I, I, I... She does, like... I mean, she does things that some people would consider to be, like, stereotypical lesbian, whatever that means, right? Yeah, but, well, later in the book, she does point out, like, really emphatically that she does not like boys. At all. And... I mean, it, but she does at one point have a boyfriend named Bart. Well, yeah. there's, like, even a book called Christy plus Bart equals question mark. Yeah, there were some things that kind of led me to think maybe she was a lesbian, but, um, which is fine, Either you know, it doesn't really matter. Totally. But at the same time... It could just be because she's kind of an immature 12-year-old. Right, and I mean, when we're writing books about 12-year-olds, probably don't need to mention their sexuality anyway, because right. yeah. they're 12. I mean, the girls date and things like that. She's probably not thinking about her sexuality that much, obviously. I mean, apparently. Right. Right, and so it's just funny that it's been such a common, like, speculation in the fandom that she... She does point out a lot when other girls are really pretty. Right, <laughs> I've never noticed <laughs> and that. And does not, like, all the time. Every time there's a girl she thinks is pretty, she's like, she's so pretty and glamorous. And with the boys, she's like, ugh, they're gross. But then there's also that thing, like, Christy's really bossy, and... Why do people tend to read like a sort of bossy women as lesbians? Like that's not. It's a big stereotype. It yeah. is like she can be assertive and bossy and not be a lesbian. She can be assertive and bossy and be a lesbian. Like doesn't matter, you right. know. Like, but it, it, I think it's just a funny, funny that that's become such a thing in the fandom for a variety of reasons. Yeah. Again, but, it was the eighties, and maybe that was a way of letting us know, you know. Maybe. Mm. But either way, you know, and even when you get to California Diaries, way in the future, there's a, a character that's widely speculated as gay. But matters of, like, uh, non-heterosexuality are never, like, explicitly, like, said in the right. books. But again, that, that could be an 80s thing. I mean, it's very likely, especially as the club grows, that there would be a gay character in the group. Yeah. And it actually, I think, would have been a nice addition to the series, but they were probably trying to be super... Yeah, this uh, it was written at a time when you couldn't really be that open, open about sadly. it. And especially in a, in a book that's geared toward younger people, like, people yeah. would have thrown a fit. If there ever was, like, a revamp or a modernization of the series, I think that would be really nice to have yeah. a, a gay character. In Totes. It. Yeah. Anyway. All right, so... Uh, oh, and I did want to say, have we mentioned Stacey yet? Has she come up yet? No, I was going to wait until we actually, she shows up. Well, she does show up at some point, so I just want to say, like, in, and we'll talk about her a little more in depth later, because Stacey's a great character, but I, I do think Stacey is kind of a Kind of bridges the gap between Claudia and the rest of the girls. I feel like she's a very necessary addition to kind of keep them all together. Yeah. But we can get into okay. that later. Um, so, Christy's mom, uh, she gets home and... Doesn't Sam come home first? Sam or Charlie? Yeah, I didn't write all that. Well, that was just... There was just one scene that I like there, because one of her brothers comes home. I think it's Sam, but I'm not sure. And um, he wants to, like, play football or something with Christy. Oh, yeah. And I really like that David Michael doesn't really want to do that. He'd rather go waiting. So she takes him to do that. And I like that because right away we see, wow, Christy, like, puts the kids first. Like, she's a good babysitter. We trust her. Right, yeah. She's, a, she's good with kids. She does the right thing. Yeah. She's watching them. So, and this was her brother. Like, this was one 
where she could you easily, just, you know, yeah. but she took it seriously. So, um, well, speaking of sitting, when uh, Christy's mother gets home, we find out that Kathy has canceled for her night and... Uh, what was Kathy doing, man? Uh, Hot day? Yeah. Something was going I on with guess. Kathy. Uh, but sh- so uh, we need a sitter for David Michael. And, but the problem is Christy already has a babysitting job and the brothers can't do it. Can I just say, like, right now I feel like I'm reading chapter two because, like, this exposition is given in every single book yeah. from here on out. Uh, we'll find that out. Yes. Um but, uh, so they decide that Christy will take David Michael on her babysitting job as long as, you know, everybody's fine with that. Who is she? Is she going to the Newtons? Uh, I think, I don't remember the last name of the people. I hmm. think so. Uh, but, um, the, this is the first, well, well, no, it's actually not the first time, but it's, uh, one of the times when we find out, um, that Christy is very empathetic because she feels bad that her mom has to worry about all this and deal with this all the time when something like this happens. Um, her mom goes off making phone calls to make sure it's okay for her to bring her brother along with her on this babysitting job. And um, Christy really feels bad that her mom has to deal with all of this. Um, yeah, which is really sweet, because I don't think a lot of 12-year-olds would think that way. I wouldn't have, honestly. I, I, I was either. not very empathetic, exactly. Yeah, I probably would have just been annoyed that I had to deal with my Yeah, me brother, too, you know? and I probably would have complained about it. Yeah. Like, yeah, Christy's a, a really great kid. Yeah, and she really... Um, she really loves her mom. Yeah, really which is really her, sweet. And, yeah. and I mean, um, you know, backing up how we were kind of talking about we so bluntly hear about uh, Marianne's mo- uh, mom being dead. Yeah. Same thing with, like, Christy's dad not being in her life. This is a fact that just bluntly stated. Like, Oh, yeah. she. We, he's not really around. Yeah, we find out that, you know, her parents are divorced and her mom works full-time and her dad is just this deadbeat. He ran off to California. Uh, he never calls. He forgot her 12th birthday. Uh, he's just a real jerk. Yeah, and I think it's sad that um, Christy just accepts it. Yeah. Like, and I know, like, it's funny because we just talked about, like, how with Marianne, they just accept this as fact. Yeah. But same thing with, with Christy, I feel like that's even sadder. Because her parents very much alive. He's just yeah. not there. But, again, a great instance of Ann and Martin, like, really understanding her audience. Because yeah. I had that experience. Like, my dad wasn't around, I think. It, it's just a fact of life for her at this point. And for a lot of children, especially yeah. in that time. Because that big divorce boom was in, like, the 70s. Right. And so they're kind of riding off of that. So this uh, Kathy canceling on her babysitting job is kind of the catalyst that uh, gives Christy the idea for the Babysitter's Club. Um, She thinks that it would be a good idea to have uh, some way for somebody to call one number and reach a bunch of babysitters and set something up. And um, so she gets... Christy's great idea Yeah, it's her great idea. And she gets super excited about it, but she still has to write this essay. Uh, so she rushes through it, she gets to 98 words, and... <laughs> I love that. So I totally wrote notes about that, because I think it's so funny, because uh, she says, the end, right, or the 99 from 100 Yeah, words. that's her last And she words. asked her mom if that's cool, and her mom's like, yeah, I think it's going to have to be. Yeah. But it totally made me wonder, and I'm a teacher, so I should really know the answer to this, but... 
do teachers like actually count everyone? Now we can just put it up on the computer and see how we count. I bet since it was like a, it wasn't like a real assignment. It was just because she was, you know, just bad. He probably didn't even read it. Yeah, I bet he looked at it and was like, okay, that's. Yeah, he probably like threw it away. I mean, I, yeah, but I do think it's cute that her mom is not because my mom probably would have been like, nope, every word you need to get. But yeah. So now that she's got this idea, she's super excited to share it with Marianne, and we find out that. Okay, since Marianne's father is so strict, he doesn't allow Marianne to use the phone after a certain time. Oh, no, I know where we're getting. Christy and Marianne (laughs) have devised this way of communicating with each other. They're right next door to each other, their rooms look into each other, and they communicate with flashlights. And from (laughs) everything I can gather by reading this, I. Are they using Morse code? I think it is Morse code. But I did not get that as a kid. I thought it was like, you know, flash three times for C. I, yeah, yeah, I had this convoluted idea in my it, head. Because it's like, a, a, it takes a really long time for them for her to like make a message. And it's kind of hard to understand. And in fact, she, she signals this super long message to Marianne. Like, <laughs> I've got this great idea. We'll meet tomorrow. But, you know, this super long message. And it's hilarious because Marianne's response is just, what? <laughs> I think that's cute, too. <laughs> yeah. So that was my first, like, laugh out loud moment of the book. Uh, so Christy has to, like, shorten it and, you know, change it and flash it again. And then finally Marianne understands and they uh, decide to meet, you know, they're like the next day right um so we also find out that uh christy's mom has a date with watson coming up on saturday and christy is not happy about this no yeah she's not into watson at all not feeling the watson thing which is sad because watson is a perfectly nice guy yeah which we do find out um actually pretty quickly uh but her whole thing is she likes things the way they are and she's afraid that if her mom dates somebody and likes him that they'll get remarried and her life will change and she doesn't want that to happen so she's kind of a jerk to watson at every opportunity she gets um but anyway, so moving on, they uh, decide to meet with Claudia at her house to discuss this whole great idea. And that's when we first hear about Claudia wearing a bra, which is really made a big deal of. Yeah, and I think it's really funny that they would even bring up like the bra thing. Um, we don't really get a lot of mention of bras, boobs, periods anything like that throughout the rest of the series. Um, so I always thought it was, it was actually kind of jarring when I read it. I was like, why Why is the BSC like talking about <laughs> bras and boobs? Like, it made me think that maybe um, the original idea was a little more like Judy Bloomish, right? Uh, Judy Bloom, I'm sure you know, wrote like, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Yeah. Um, forever, which deals with like a girl's first like sexual experiences and stuff. And um Really important books, but I really, reading that, I was like, I wonder if they were going to take kind of a more growing up kind of approach initially, because boobs, bras, not really things we talk about much in the BSC from here on out. When you're 12, you think about bras a lot, I guess. Yeah, it was just a very funny, and it's not like, oh my gosh, bra, I'm like shocked. It was just, it was a little jarring, just because these are not the girls that I go to when I think about. And it's another way of signaling that Claudia is this grown up, you know, 
Yeah. Compared to the other ones. So, and she wears makeup and Christy tells her that she looks like a clown. <laughs> yes, I will say Christy does have some really nice moments in this book. Yeah. Like, I, I am not a Christy fan. Like, later to me, she's just too bossy, too much. She comes kind of like a characterization of herself. But in this, like, first book, I do think Christy's yeah. pretty funny, pretty likable. And we also find out that Claudia's parents are Japanese. So she's mm-hmm. this exotic. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, well, and isn't there that exotic moment at some point? Like, yeah. they're like, oh, you're so pretty. But, um, it's on 26, right? She's like, oh, you just think it's exotic or whatever. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, I think it's a little offensive. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's hard to get away with stuff like that. It's like, like using like, the word, like, oriental. Like, it's not uh, yeah. really something you do anymore, yeah. right? But, you know, whatever. Yeah. Did we totally skip over the babysitting job with the Newtons? Because I really love that, but. First little, it's not a BSC job, but it's when Christy takes David Michael over there. I think uh, we did, I yeah. Think we did, yeah. Yeah, and that's such an important um, because they talk about the Babysitters Club and forming it um, at that job. And one of my favorite things is that while they're talking about it, uh, Jamie gets hurt. <laughs> he like skins his knees. Like they're so busy talking about this club. That we they are such awesome babysitters. We should form a business doing it. Meanwhile, the kid's over here crying. Yeah, they and they do handle it really well, which is nice, because we can see that, like, they take they can take care of business. Well, yeah, it's a good way of showing that they can handle something that... But it's up. also still funny. It and I just have to mention that Mrs. Newton is pregnant, right, um, right, when we meet her. And I love Mrs. Newton. I love Jamie. Um, I happen to know what child is in her womb, right? Uh, if you do, and you can tell me, if you can be the first to tell me, we have a very special BSC prize that we'd like to send to you. Our email is what? Say hello to your friends, 86 at gmail.com. So um, if you could be the first to email us and tell us what child Mrs. Newton is carrying at this point, we would love to send you that gift. Well, anyway, being pregnant, she's a bit scatterbrained, which comes up later. Not really right now. Yeah, that's when the Feldmans are over, yeah, right? Yeah, she is scatterbrained. Uh, so back to Claudia. We also meet Claudia's 15-year-old sister, Janine, who oh, is Janine. incredibly annoying. Like, yeah, she she's is. a But super... you know what? That is another stereotype that I've noticed in the book. She's I never re- like recognized it as a kid, but she's an Asian genius. Yeah. Like, she, never, ever thought about it, but Christy, totally a stereotype. Christy says her IQ is 196. She's a super genius, uh, but she's, like, an, an, totally annoying about it. Like She is. This is, like, when she brings up that hopefully thing. She's a super grammar Nazi. She's like, you've used the word hopefully wrong. Because um, they've used it like we all do. Like, hopefully, uh, the club will be a great success. Yeah. And she's like, that's not what it means. It yeah. means with great hope. And we're like, you know To do what? something with great hope. Like, what's it supposed to mean? Like, uh, Full of I hope hopefully like, started the club. Or right, I yeah. hopefully prayed for riches or something like that. And it's like, we know what you meant. Like, you don't have to do that. But she does it all the time. Yeah, but I actually do kind of like that because I I never knew that that word meant that. And well, now I didn't. Nobody I uses guess. it that way but she's so annoying about it that the girls usually try to just avoid her altogether 
Um, and in contrast to this, which goes against the stereotype, Claudia is a terrible student. Yeah, which is nice. Actually. And it might actually partly be because her sister is so annoyingly smart. But. Yeah. And Claudia, as we'll find out, is smart in her own way. And the reason that they decide to meet at Claudia's is because... She has her own phone! Ooh. And as a kid, I did think that was cool, actually. Yeah, in her room. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was... In her own, like, phone number. It's yeah. not like an extension of her parents' line. It is her own phone this number. This was not when... Very cool. This was not a time when all kids had cell phones. It's and totally this, like, dibble. You will learn that word later, too. I guess. It's but. distant. It's... It's chilly. So she's the only one that has this. So that's why they decide to meet there. And while they're discussing it, Claudia suggests a new member for oh, the group. Oh, Stacy. So for a long time, Stacy was my very favorite. I am now a Dawn girl. But Stacy was my favorite for a long time. She's glamorous. She has a perm. OMG, a perm. And one of the biggest things about her God. is she's from... New York City. Which is like 15 minutes away, maybe an hour. I guess, yeah. The, uh, the One thing that I really noticed about this was, like, they talk about New York City as if it's another planet. They're like, oh my gosh, you're from the city? Why would you move here? To, right. Why would you leave there? And, and they like, even talk about, like, Marianne's New York fascination, yeah. and right? And if they live near Stamford, they are not that far from New York City. Like, However. Um, having met a lot of people from New York, that actually is kind of common. Like, to live, like, even, um, where did we go for that one pageant? Justin and I, uh... Well, that was further upstate, though. Still, though, they never went to the city. Like, ever. A lot of those people are like, nah, I've never been. We yeah. were like, because we go all the time. And, and I we have, love it. I, I do know a guy that grew up in upstate New York and has... Moved, since moved here to North Carolina and has never been to New York City. Right, which. but they were missing out because we love us oh, in the city. Yeah, we New are York big city fans. Awesome. Oh, should we should we do a shout out to Cranberry and Times Square? Yeah, heck yeah. Um, so Stacy's all about the Zabars or however you say Z-bars, it. Zabars, that something? But we totally recommend Cranberry and Times Square. Forty Fifth Street. They are yeah. awesome. They make a mean. Um, what do I get? Avocado BLT wrap. O M G. I can't get on board with them. Why would you leave there and come to? Tony Brook, like, seriously. Totally, uh, why? Still not that far. But anyway, so they decide to have their first official meeting the next day at 5.30, <laughs> and, um... Does Stacy come, right? Yes. Yes. Stacey, that's when they really start talking about how pretty and glamorous Stacy is, and, oh, one of the great things about the reason Stacy wants to join the group is because she needs money for stuff like tapes. Tapes, yeah. I, I needed money for things like I had Britney Spears on a yeah. tape and Bewitched. OMG. Oh, and one thing she says about being in, because they're asking her all these questions about New York, and have you ever ridden in a cab by yourself and taken the subway? <laughs> and she's like, oh, yeah, I used to take the subway to uh, Coney Island. I'd have to change trains a zillion times. I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> well, maybe back then you did. You don't know the transit system in 86. Come I on. I guess, but, like, there's, like, one train, like, no matter where you are, like, it's at most two trains. Right. But you you do not know. You don't know Stacy's life. I guess. Come on now. Uh, and and you, there are lots of things you don't know because um, the book number three is the truth about Stacy. Oh, no. So you don't even know. Maybe there was a reason girlfriend had to change all those trains. Well, speaking about things about Stacy, this at this point during the meeting, uh, Claudia, who has a Fat kids stash of candy around her bedroom. Like, you move anything and there's candy behind it. But as Ann and Martin is careful to tell us, never has a pimple. Is not the least bit no. overweight. Even though she eats all this junk food. I always 
always thought Claudia was like secretly bulimic. I don't know. Well, anyway, there's some fanfic about that. She busts out these M and M's and they start passing them around, and Stacy does not partake of them. Dude, you the, don't know if but if Stacy eats an M M&M, and M, she dies. Well, we don't know that yet. All we know is she's not taking the candy, and everybody wonders why, and they just assume. She's on some kind of diet. Yes, and speaking of um, liking Christy in this book, right? I love how Christy's like, you don't need to be on a diet. How much do you weigh? Yeah. I love that. She's really blunt about everything. And she's just like such a mom, too. Yeah. She's like, how much do you even weigh? Yeah. Like, And it's so cute. At one of the rare moments that I like really like Christy. And while they're doing the uh, prep work and all this, they're deciding how they're going to advertise. They want to... Uh, oh, and they have some dumb ideas. No, they do. Stupid. Oh, Warthog, a frog, dog food. Yeah, like, for their logo. Like, and they do burst out giggling, which yeah. is cute. But There's stuff that has nothing to do with babysitting. Oh my god, there's so much giggling in the babysitter's life. Uh, it makes me nauseous. Like, but Claudia, being the artist, does come up with their logo, which is the, uh, you know, the letter blocks. The blocks, and, yeah. And it looks really cool. And they decide to put this logo on some flyers. They want to run an ad in the newspaper to get their advertising out. And they... Come up with the officers of the... Okay, but a couple things about that ad that really annoy me. They list at the bottom, like, or reach us one at a time. And they put all their phone numbers. That totally defeats the purpose of having the club. Like, if they're going to provide individual phone... I find that really annoying. Especially because in later books, it's a huge deal. Like, don't take, like, individual jobs. Oh, very annoying. It's also so weird to me that their numbers are, like, KL5. That perplexed me for years as a kid. That's just a way of saying 555. Five, five. But as a kid, I'm like, why are there letters in their phone number? <laughs> like, Connecticut's a different country. It's yeah. so weird. Um, but the officers are going to be Christy's the president, Claudia's the vice president. Because she has a phone. Marianne's a secretary because she likes to take notes or something. Mm-hmm. And Stacy wants to be the treasurer. And I love that they agree on this with no fighting. Like, oh, it's just like, hey, that's what I wanted to be in. Perfect anyway. time like, for drama, Anna Martin. We've yeah. got 13-year-old, 12-year-old girls who just easily decide. I, they're all like, Christy should be the president. I would have liked a I'm little like, drama. Everybody would have wanted to be you president. You know Stacy would have tried to be president. Oh, no. She's like, just make me the treasurer. That's but fine. she is the new girl, so she's yeah. probably playing nice. And then uh, she also, Stacey also skips the gummy bears and like leaves. Man, that is some suspicious she says she, stuff. She says she forgot something and then comes back empty-handed. And they're like... Yeah, I think that I was her you. insulin. Okay, so we're spoiling it. Stacy has diabetes. We don't know that yet in the book, but yeah. Yeah, she has diabetes. So I've always assumed she went and like got and did like her insulin shot or tested her blood sugar or something like that. Probably, but the, at this point, the girls are just like, why did she say she needed something and then come back? With nothing. I like it though because it adds to Stacy's mystique, right? Mm. Like, oh, and this is the big mystery of the first book. Like, why is I think, and I think you're kind of supposed to assume it's an eating disorder or something. I don't know. Yeah, I just kind of like. I mean, Christy I, sure does. I could have, yeah, I could have seen it as just a you know teenage girl trying to be on a diet, you know, right? But uh, so anyway, so. Skip ahead a little bit later. Uh, Wait, I think you've missed a couple important things. Like, what I, what I uh, doesn't uh, Watson call in this first meeting? That's what. I, during the meeting. Oh. Let's see. I've got that later, somewhere. Maybe. Oh, I've got this later. I think it's the next. The next 
The next meeting. meeting. Yeah. Okay. So, so did they not? So they were just deciding. They haven't yeah. had this was meeting. this was just like planning and deciding who does so what. So then, do we jump to the first meeting after this? Well, first I've got that Watson comes over to Christie's and he brings Chinese food. Oh yeah. And Christie is a total jerk. Oh about yeah, because she she do, she says she doesn't like it, which is not true. She at loves all. Chinese food, but she yes. her, her disdain for Watson is so much that she is like, no, I'm not gonna. Yeah, eat this I think food. she like looked for leftover chili and it's gone so yeah. she makes like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and eats like marshmallows or something dude can like, you imagine eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and smelling like lo mein oh so i i know i kind of thought that like at this point because she mentions um i think it was in here that watson is actually a really good father oh he's great to yeah. his kids he has kids of his own and he's a really good father and i think that part of the reason she's such a jerk Well, is this where she tells him that he's not? Like, maybe uh, if you knew what your kids were into, or blah, blah, maybe if you were yeah, around more. Been, yeah, and go ahead, yeah. Yeah, she says something like, um, Karen probably has a rainbow bright doll, and you don't even know that, blah, 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 because you're such a bad father. Which, yeah, not true at all. And yeah. Christy knows that, too. And, no, and she tells us that she actually thinks that he's a really good father. Yeah. He's really caring. And, and I think a big reason she doesn't like him is because she's jealous of, of his kids because mm -hmm. they have a good father and she doesn't. And Yeah, I think it's kind of twofold. Like this outsider's coming in and disrupting this little family that they've made and that has learned to function and chug along. And then that too, like how do you reconcile that as a kid seeing like, she doesn't have a lot of divorced men in her life, like right. examples of divorced men. Um, All they, the divorced men that she knows are terrible. Yeah, exactly. Nobody in the club has divorced parents at this point. No, Marianne's mother's dead. Yeah, that's right. So she's the only one. So, mm -hmm. like, we can maybe this is one of, like, the first divorced, like, fathers she's encountered. And what she sees is that he's loving, he's devoted, he adores his children, makes time to see them. And why didn't I deserve that? Exactly. And it's actually really sad. It is sad. Yeah. Um, so the next day, the girls are going to hand out the flyers, uh, but Stacy's mysteriously busy. Uh-oh. those things. We don't know what's going on with her. Um, one thing I noted was they're putting flyers in people's mailboxes. Which is totally illegal. It is illegal. <laughs> I, maybe not in the 80s. I guess maybe they didn't care, but you're not supposed to put anything in mailboxes. Windshields next time, girls. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, like, you can hang it on the flag. Or, like, a bulletin board. Yeah. Or, yeah. Anyway. Um, and at the next meeting, they go to Claudia's, and they've made this, like, office sign on the bedroom door. <gasps> the apostrophe mystery. Yeah. So, it says Babysitter's Club, like, Babysitter's plural. Right. And Janine, the grammar Nazi, comes up and she's just like staring at it thoughtfully. And she's like, "Should there be an apostrophe here? I don't really know." They're, and they're and like they're like, "Do we make a mistake?" And yeah. they freak out. And then she's like, "Is it the club belonging to one or more babysitters or that?" But I actually think that's a really valid question. It is, but she's just so annoying. No, about do you know it. what I think though? I think that the editors or the writers or whatever like really struggled with whether or not to put an apostrophe. <laughs> so they in put it. it in there, and they were like, "We know." Yeah. We no, know I really like my gut tells me that's what was going Maybe. on. 
So anyway, they uh, they ignore Janine and uh, everybody. They're having Janine. the meeting, and Stacy uh, passes on some jawbreakers that are being passed around. So that's another time. She... Dude, girlfriend cannot have that. Yeah, well, and and I mean, we do notice that every time so far, it's been candy. Mm-hmm. So that's that's big clue. Maybe she don't like candy. Maybe she's scared of her teeth. These girls need to stop watching everything that's she true. does. That that is just some annoying friends. So they start getting phone calls, and the first client is actually Christy. Or Christy's mom. Right. Uh, she needs somebody for David Michael. Stacy takes that job. Second client, it goes to Christy, and it is for Buffy and Pinky. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mrs. McKeever calls. This is one of my favorite babysitting jobs. This, this is a woman that they don't know. Uh, <laughs> she has seen the flyer and called because she needs somebody to babysit Buffy and Pinky. Christy does not know who they are. She assumes they're twins. Because they're the same age, right? Right. And, and it's so funny when she shows up to the shop. But it's also a little scary because she totally just goes over there. Oh, yeah. Like, well, well, yeah, well, we'll talk about it in just a second. She's, um, like, she just goes She just goes to this house not knowing anything about the people. Yeah, like, she totally could have been kidnapped. And it really makes me wonder, like, when was, like, J.C. Duggar and those other, like, high-profile, like, kidnappings happening? Because there's, like, no concern for safety, like, no. Oh, no, and, like... I'm pretty sure she doesn't tell anyone, like her parents. Did like, she right? tell her parents? I, I don't, don't remember. remember. But it and it even crosses her mind at one point. She's like, "Have I been lured into something?" Like, <laughs> which sex trafficking? Ring. I mean, she's twelve. Anything could have happened. Right. But um, I just have to say, there is like a Babysitters Club movie, not not affiliated with the series. Um, that's about a babysitting like prostitution ring, and um, the tagline on the back says. This ain't no babysitter's club. Oh, it's great. <laughs> uh, but before before she goes on that job, the the other girls oh they get a call they keep getting these calls from for uh, Jim Bartolini, which turns out to be Christie's brother Prank calling them. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, Marianne gets a job, wa- uh, which is to watch Watson's kids. And uh, then later after hours, Claudia gets a job. From Mrs. Newton, who usually hires Christy. And Christy's a little peeved about it, that she didn't call her directly. Well, that's what I'm saying. They shouldn't have put that stuff at the bottom of the flyer. Yeah. Uh, so then we get to Christy's job with Buffy and Pinky, and she gets there, and... They are St. Bernard. They are not children. So luckily, it's not a sex trafficking ring. She's not being kidnapped, but she is going to watch some St. Bernard's for a couple hours. She still does not have a good time. Uh, and one of the great things that she said at this point was, you really haven't lived until a dog has stepped on your face. That's probably if, true. If that gives you any idea of how this job Fortunately, goes. that happens to me on the daily, so. And, and she only made three fifty. Yeah, not, not a lot of money. That still seems really low to yeah, me. Even for the 80s. How long I'm was like, she over there? It was at least a couple of hours. Yeah, because I would always make, like, at least 20 bucks. Uh, yeah. I, even for, like, an hour, like, the uh, parents would slip me a 20. Yeah, I mean, well, whatever. Yeah. Well, because that job goes so badly, Christy decides they're going to keep records about each job. And they oh, she starts the this notebook. Oh, yes. my gosh. 
And it's, Which is such a plot device. Yeah. Like, it's just so... I mean, it's 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 decent in theory, but it's just so we can get, like, different perspectives and blah, blah, blah. Right. But it still seems really contrived to me, looking back on it. Yeah. I mean, little, it is kind of a good idea, though. So, the other girls, when they But you just, like, write down notes. You don't go on, like, detailed... Nobody would do that. Like, well, that's ridiculous. That way, they know if, they go, if they're going to go on that job, whether it's going to be terrible or not, or if it's St. Bernard's. Yeah, I think... But, like, a couple notes would do... They these girls write, like, several pages. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. They turn it into, like, a novel. Right. Um, the, uh, so Claudia is going over to the Newtons, and come to find out, the pregnant Mrs. Newton has been scatterbrained and not mentioned that it's not just her kids. Right. We get the Feldmans, right? Yeah. They, oh, cool. Like, I never, like, made that Corey Feldman. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, I never thought of that. They're, like, they're like cousins, so there's, like, a bunch of people, a bunch of kids there. Especially Rob, who hates girls. Yes. Which I actually think, okay, you know me, I like to dive in and dig deep. I actually, like, Rob hates girls and he doesn't want a girl around. I think that's kind of a nice little nod to, like, the anti-feminism, right? Like, the people who are going to go against these girls starting a business. I think it, it was a nice little thing. Like, yeah. girls standing strong against the hatred. But Claudia eventually wins him over. Right. Oh, and don't they do that I-G-N-O-R-E thing? Yeah, she doesn't put she, up with his crap. I love that. And, it, again, shows that they're really good babysitters. And I've used that trick, that ignore trick, a lot of times. They taught me a lot about babysitting, yep. I have to say. And so Stacy's job is David Michael, Christy's brother. And the interesting part about that job is that at one point, Sam, uh, Chrissy's 14-year-old brother, shows up in the Sparks Fly. Yeah, which is really cute. Wait, wait, who did you say babysat? You said Stacy, right? Yes. Yeah, okay, I thought you said Marianne for a minute. Uh, I was like, that's that's like incest. If I, if I did, I meant Stacy. Okay. <laughs> um, and uh, we find out Sam describes Stacy as a foxy chick, which I thought was hilarious. I can see it. Stacy yeah. is hot, man. It's uh, that perm. Oh yeah, no. This is the point where Christy says that normally a high school boy wouldn't care about a junior high girl unless she was a knockout, which Stacy is, and a big reason she's considered a knockout is because of her perm. <laughs> which I about died, but those are terrible. Um, and that's also the point. That's also the point where Christy mentions that she has absolutely no interest in boys. Um, and Sam offers Stacy a Twinkie, which, which she, she doesn't take. She refuses. Uh, so Marianne It's also like really sexual right uh, Like here's my Twinkie girl with the cream inside I had not thought about that Well I had until just now Now I I can't unpick it Little subtext BSC So Marianne's taking care of Watson's kids We find out that they're actually nice They're actually cute Ugh I hate Karen Um, Marianne thinks they're nice Yeah, I don't. We also meet Boo Boo the fat cat. Giant fat cat. And morbid of destiny. Mrs. The witch who lives next door. Mrs. Porter is her proper <laughs> God-given name, but the name given to her by Satan is morbid of destiny. Right. <laughs> she is a uh, witch, according to Watson's kids, and uh, we don't really find out that they're wrong. <laughs> yeah, I've always found the morbid of destiny stuff a little scary, but, like fun to read, like yeah. super scary and fun. They think that she's responsible for Boo Boo being so fat. We've got so much going on. We've got like a ghost story, a witch story, right? And like all this. Uh, there's so much going on in this first book. Yeah, there's like tons. Um, so anyway, the girls, they have all these experiences. They're starting to make money. And they decide part of what they're going to do if they just throw a pizza party. Since they, you know, 
Um, is Stacy allowed to have pizza? Oh, well, she's real quiet about it. She doesn't say anything. And actually, she says she's going to bail on the party because she has to, quote, go to New York. Oh, this is the fedora incident. Yes. So, uh, yeah, well, she, she... I learned what a fedora is from, from this book. <laughs> yeah, she wears them, apparently. Oh, no, Claudia wears them. Claudia wears them. Stacy yeah. just borrows them. Yeah. Um, so, cut to Christy's house. Watson's there, just chilling. And getting Eating real leftovers. She does not like that because there's like if he's coming over for like a special dinner, that's one thing. If you're just chilling at the crib, that's something yeah. else. And so Christy knows something's up, and Watson and her mother talk, bring get the whole family together, and we find out that Watson has proposed. Kind of right, like well, they're talking about it. Yeah, about which is married. weird. Like just be real, mom. Yeah. So of course Christy gets like super mad about oh, it. Oh yeah. And, yeah, so she throws a fit, and we get to the party day, and, like, everything is going wrong um, at Christy's house, and it's looking like she's not going to be able to go to the party. Uh, Marianne ends up not being able to go because her father won't let her spend any money on the pizza party. Uh, Stacy, of course, we already knew couldn't go, and then Claudia gets in trouble because she's doing so bad at school, so no one can go to the party. Party is falling apart. Yeah. Um, so at this point, uh, they, they make a call over to Stacy's house. Stacy's mom says she's in New York, but Marianne saw her. Uh-oh. She saw her get home with her parents in the car. In the fedora. She saw the fedora. That she, is how she knew. That she is how she deduced what happened. So at this point, we know Stacy's a liar. Uh -huh. And so is Stacy's mom, actually. She's a liar, and she's weird about food. Like, what is going on with this girl? Yes. It sounds like she has a Coke addiction. Yeah. I mean, that's what I would think reading it as a 12-year-old, right? Yep. She's addicted to cocaine. Something's going on. She is snorting it up. Then we have an emergency with Watson's family. The broken ankle yes, from his, the dog walking so incident. His ex-wife breaks her ankle and Watson needs to get to the hospital to make sure she's okay. But Christy has resolved that she will never babysit these children. Ever. Yes, but he is in a really bad spot. He doesn't have anybody to take care of the kids and he really needs to get to the hospital. So... She agrees. She gets forced to. Yeah. And she... One thing she doesn't like about it and this showed how, like, adult and empathetic I thought she she could be, was that um, she wondered how her mom felt seeing him go rushing off to his ex-wife. Which is really sweet, I think. Yeah, she's really looking out for her mom. Um, and at this point, while she... And it is actually kind of weird. Like, I is. mean, I guess, like, I, we neither of us, like, have children with exes or anything, so maybe we don't understand. Yeah. But it would bother me. Like, uh, No, I can totally understand that. But, I mean, what we can gather is that they've had an amicable divorce. They, there's Watson's not, so nice. Yeah, there's not issues with custody. Yeah, and, which I... Oh, and the ex-wife is remarried. Yes, I just wish I knew, like, why they got divorced. Because he's... Watson's so great, I just can't imagine him being like, I'm gonna go see this other girl. I got a side piece. Like, well, she's remarried. Maybe she's the one. Maybe that she cheating. did. Let's hope because yeah. I just well, I don't want Watson to be tainted in yeah. my mind. So while she's watching the kids, I wrote down her icy heart began to melt. Oh, and it does because well, we're supposed to really like the kids. I, I like Andrew. Yeah, well, I, th I think they're likable. I liked them. Well, I probably part. wouldn't dislike Karen if I didn't know so much about her yeah. as the series goes on and how oh, she's so annoying. Well, what what we know about her in this one is she's, she's fine. fine. 
fine. A little precocious, right? Yeah. But fine. And um, Christy, like they, she finds out that they have a lot in common, being you know families, you know, in divorce. Families. Divorced kids are special kids. Divorced That's kids are so sweet. Kids. Don't they get like ice cream or something? Because yeah. divorced kids are special kids. Yeah. Very sweet. And then and uh, another likable Christy moment because yeah. she actually bonds with these kids and sees past. She's her. the whole time has been like, no, I'm not. Right. right. And now she's giving them ice cream and trying to make them feel better. And when uh, Watson gets home, Karen even says, Daddy, I like Christy. <laughs> Which is really sweet. And the kids start trying to figure out, if our parents get married, what are you going to be to me? Right, really cute. And, yeah. Um... Which they're kind of accepting it, you know, which is nice. These kids are all about it. They just want to know. Yeah. They just want to understand. Well, they've been through it before, you yeah. know, unlike Christy. That's so. true. And when Watson gets home, he ends up playing a game of checkers with Christy, and he beats her. He doesn't let her win, and Christy I respect that. that. I respect that, too. Christy likes that. Um, so then we get to the next meeting of the Babysitter's Club, and all of the issues that we had had before have now worked themselves out. Marianne's dad says she can spend half of her money. Claudia got caught up on her schoolwork, whatever. Oh, and they pass around liquor sticks, which Stacy refuses, of course. Shocker, man. Um, and at this point now, we have a, like, real conflict. Christy calls BS <laughs> on Stacy's story about being in New York. Right. Which, I Again, something to respect about Christy, right? Yeah, like, well, no, I mean, she lied to him. Yeah, bring that issue up, They want to know what the heck is going on. She's a president. Christy keeps it real, man. That's right. So That's what we should have caught our podcast. Christy keeps it real. That's right. Uh, so, of course, a fight ensues, and they split into into teams of two. Uh, Christy and Marianne on one side, and Stacy and Claudia on the other. Claudia sticks up for Stacy. She tells Christy, hey, you're being rude. Back off. And they basically. call each other babies, and man, I got that sheep thing ready to go. Oh, good. This is one, of my, <laughs> this this is one of my favorite lines in the thing, right? So, like, Christy gets called out for having a sweater with snowflakes on it, and she gets told she looks like a four-year-old. And Christy calls Claudia out for having sheep barrettes in, and Claudia's like, it goes, sheep. Claudia and Formy Witheringly are in. Are in. One of my favorite lines <laughs> that ever. Is great. It's that, great. I wrote that down in my notes in quotes. It's great. It's a classic. I have like a sheep necklace from Claire's yeah. because of that. Like it's it's great. Anytime I wear anything with sheep on it, I'm reminded I of the BSC. Now I wish I had some stuff with sheep on it so I could say that. We'll get you some. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So they've got this big fight. Moving on. Christy's mom and Watson become officially engaged, which Christy's a little more okay with. Yeah, she's she's become a little, she's still a little torn about it. Which is realistic. I like that it's not perfectly bundled up, happy little ending. Right. right? Uh, the the family sits around and eats fondue. Oh, um, the touching bread, right? Yeah, the no, kiss? she drops it. Oh, it, she so drops she has the bread. So she has to kiss Watson. That's a really cute little thing. Yeah, she's still kind of a jerk about that, but then she writes Watson a really nice note, and she basically tells him, you know, yeah. you're good for my mom. Although, looking back on it, games that involve having to kiss your stepfather. That's true. Yeah, don't don't know if I that's would true. Maybe that. you shouldn't play a game with twelve year olds that involves being forced to kiss. Yeah, maybe Watson's not as nice as my dad. Oh, no, Watson's that. great. So after that, of course, the girls. Makeup. Of course, right? You can't end a BSC book on a fight. No, of course not. So, uh, 
Claudia even says to Christy, if you weren't my friend, you wouldn't be worth getting mad at. Really so, sweet. And very yeah. true. Yeah. And so they decide to have a slumber party slash pizza party to make up for the one that nobody could go I to. I love all the slumber parties in the book. I always wanted to be there. They have it at Christy's house. And, of course, Stacy has a salad instead of pizza. And while the girls are finally like, okay, what in the heck is going on with you? And it is revealed... That Stacy has diabetes. She has diabetes. The fandom lovingly often says Stacy's got the babies. Christy jumped straight to anorexia, though. Right. <laughs> she's like, she's like, you got anorexia. I'm and surprised Claudia, with her bulimic self, didn't yeah. do that. But and, anyway, and Claudia is not really bulimic. So Stacy's like, no, I've got diabetes. And they're like, that's, that's it? it? Yeah, big. Should I go get you some insulin? Yeah. Like, are, are we good? Christy's like, my aunt has that, like, and that who just cares? she has to, Yeah, and but Stacy is like, well, I thought you guys would think I was a freak. Yeah, and as you'll find out eventually, like she's had bad experiences in the past. Yeah. Like she is wet the bed. People have been mean to her. We don't know any of that yet, but but she's finally met like true friends. Yes, which is really sweet. And they're just like, that's no big deal. Who cares? Who would have thought that the Connecticut people would be more chill than the New York people yeah, about, you know. That's true. And and they say the club has helped all of us and it keeps them together. Which, yeah, and I think that really is like the whole thing of this book is like, this club takes girls that were growing apart and brings them together, strengthens, solidifies their friendship. It's very girl power, yeah. but not in a saccharine kind of way. Yeah. Very nicely done. Very nice intro to the series. Yep. And that is our introduction to the girls and to the whole world of Stony Brook. Yeah. And we cannot wait to do more. We'd love to hear from you if you have thoughts, comments, if we got something wrong, or if you know the answer to that question we asked you earlier. <laughs> uh, we invite you to email us. Say hello to your friends, 86 at gmail.com. Bye, guys. See you next time.